Welcome to the Batflip Bombs podcast. Um, we're back here with episode four. Uh, we're we're doing it remotely. I'm in I'm in Cookville. Connor's in Nashville. So so we're gonna get this rolling again. We're gonna start off like we did last week with some news. First thing we're really gonna talk about is Florida Miami. That that series. Um, what what what'd you think? I know you didn't really watch it, but what'd you think? Um. After kind of looking at the scores and stuff after following the first game, I was I was pleased because you know, I picked Florida. So uh, of course, of course, I was pretty pumped when uh, Florida won the first game. Then I saw Miami win the second game, which you know isn't necessarily shocking in my opinion, considering the fact that like that rivalry is always really good. And um, I'm glad to see Florida come out on top. I, I'm I'm pretty high on Florida this year. I know it's they're no LSU in the SEC, but um, they're still a really good program, obviously, like a top five team in the country right now. And for them to take care of business at home, I think was was pretty good. And and to see how exciting that uh, series got, I think that's always a good sign. And you know, it's kind of like a precursor of what they come. It's it's almost like a super regional atmosphere. And I'm just happy with how it played out. And good to see Florida get that dub. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's that's what you're looking for. This is college baseball, though. You're looking for the passion. Um, the, uh, the U breaking over the leg to finish on Sunday, I thought was, was a nice touch, you know, Florida classy a little bit. I mean, their catcher, catcher was throwing a fit, which I mean, on, on Saturday after they hit the bomb, uh, which was kind of soft. I have to say, you know, like you guys did the same thing on Friday to him. Like don't, don't act like you haven't been there before, but, uh. I thought overall that was that was a really fun series to watch. Um, Florida looks legit. I think they might like talent wise. I think they're up there with with uh, LSU. I mean, hey man, they got Caden Fisher. So yeah, Caden Fisher legit. I mean, freshman, lefty, pumping. The uh, what's the dude's name that that transferred there from uh, Southern Miss? Oh, I forget. Pitcher. I forget. Waldrop. Waldrop. Hudson Waldrop. That's what it is. Yeah. He is. He was good. He was good. He is legit. Legit. He chucks it. Um, sort of miss, probably missing him right now from, from what we can tell. Um, yeah. but yeah, I thought overall it was good. Uh, <laughs> so then we got South Carolina Clemson, which honestly Clemson, one of the first ones shocked me. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, as you know, I think I've, I don't know if I've talked about them enough to you, but I do think that South Carolina is a lot better than what people think. Um, oh, yeah. For the, for them to be, I know they've gotten some recognition now. Like, now they're back up into, like, what, like the top 20 in the country. But I do think that they're a better program than everyone kind of thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. I think from, like, the first weekend they played UMass Lowell. And, I mean, UMass Lowell, obviously, coming from the America East here, not going to be as talented as some of those SEC teams, but for them to just kick butt the first weekend and come out of the gate rolling, um, they've just been playing, honestly, every. I mean, they're playing a little bit smaller schools, but they're rolling through everyone. So I thought that you know, this was a good test for them. So maybe it was the first time that they played, like, uh, you know, someone who might be a a little bit better than the competition that they played before, and yeah. that might be why they kind of struggled on Friday, but to see them come out and win the next two and win that series was was good. Um, I think Clemson's a little down this year too, but I think, yeah. you know, for them to play Carolina close, I think it's a, a good sign for what to come. Uh, I know they struggled a little bit earlier, but overall, good series. Again, it's kind of like that Florida-Miami feel. Maybe not as many people there, but... Um, it's, it's a rivalry matchup, so it seems like every year in a rivalry matchup, it always is 2-1 either way. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, especially after Clemson getting swept last week with UCF, like, I thought this could easily be a blowout. Yeah. Like, easy sweep for, for South Carolina, but it wasn't. I mean, all the games were pretty good games. Um, South Carolina does look good. And anybody, you love seeing that in-state, like, I love this past weekend because all the in-state matchups that are not like in conference matchups, because like that's the one time of the year we get to play the other big school in the in the weekend, and I think that's why we saw so many fireworks. Like we posted the video on um, Instagram of South Carolina hitting the bomb, and their dugouts just going nuts. 
And uh, yeah, that's just good for the game of baseball. I mean, that's what people want to see. So yeah, I'm honestly curious why why Louisville and Kentucky only played midweek games. I know like that's that was a weird. big thing. It's like a weird feeling because like I would assume, in my opinion, if they played a weekend series, like when we were, there, I mean, it's an hour away. When I was yeah. there, you can easily go back. Like you can play a Friday game at. Louisville or Kentucky, the next one goes either or, and then you play the third one at like either the Louisville Bat Stadium or I mean I know they have that. Well, I don't know Kentucky Stadium like a freaking double A field now. So <laughs> maybe you play the third at the Bat Stadium and just say yeah whatever. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that it would be cool. nice to see those those two teams play in a weekend series because I know every, most of the time people are always like oh which, which one's the best team in the state, but. You know, Louisville's got that covered for, like, the past five years. Yeah, I think they do. Like, South Carolina and Clemson do it right. Where a lot of those yeah. in-state matchups, I think, are are really cool when they go home, neutral, home. And I think those yeah. are those are really cool. Um, yeah. But, you know, you're always going to get a good game with those three or with those two. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was pretty sick. Um, next, we got the controversy with... Uh, Louisiana Tech and Ole Miss last week. What all? What all do you know about that? <laughs> I know. We're in Denver. Denver. Yeah, I was in Denver. But uh, I, I do know what you told me about how um, they called the game because Ole Miss didn't tarp the field. I mean, that no, that's kind of like a. I would say it's like a bush league move. I think it, but some might call it gritty. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, do it. Do what you can to win, but. I'm I'm just glad it was a close game because you know I'm, I'm excited to see what Louisiana Tech can do this year. I mean they're always they've been good the past couple of years, so it's good to see that they're you know competing again. But I don't know I don't know how Louisiana Tech doesn't get their players to go tarp a field at Ole Miss. Like I know that tarp yeah. field somewhere. It's like if you really want to say okay, well we're good enough to beat this program, I believe you got to be gritty enough. I mean I think it goes back to 2018 with the the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles at Moorhead when it rained we had, we a solid two we inches. We, uh, we put the tarp on for Moorhead State because uh, their coach didn't really want to play. You know? Yeah. If you had a three seed, and if you lose, you're the five seed. So Moorhead didn't want to play us. Oh, my gosh. That was the worst day ever. Worst weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, if you're Louisiana Tech, I mean, I would probably make my guys go out there. I'd probably yeah, just go out there and get the tarp. Probably, it's probably a little stricter, probably a little more strict rules at Ole Miss than Moorhead State. Yeah, I mean, who, but still, who's going to yeah. stop you though? I mean, like, yeah. if they, if, I mean, think about it. If you're going out there and you start rolling the tarp, the what's going to happen? Like, security guards going to say, "Hey, like, get off!" <laughs> <laughs> you're it. No one's stopping you. No, nobody's going <laughs> to stop you. But I think they going back to 2018. I think they did that when we had the regional there too. I don't think they tarped. It does drain unbelievably well, but like our first first day of the 2018 regional, like was just they banged the first day and moved everything to the second. So I wonder if that's just kind of what they do. But either way, them not wanting to reschedule or or play play a game at a later date, I think that's the the soft part. Like then, yeah. okay, well we're bots, so we're just gonna take this win and run. Um, I know you guys took the lead, but doesn't matter. So, I think that was soft by Diego. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like looking back in it, like thinking in in terms of you know, like if you're Louisiana Tech, you're looking like that. Hey, that's a big RPI win. Like we might need that later on on in the year. But at the same time, I still think it's you know, I, I mean, obviously, Ole Miss is going to be good enough to, unless they have a complete utter breakdown in SEC play, like they're going to be perfectly fine to get into the tournament. It's still going to be a nice RPI win in general. Mm-hmm. Beat Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's going to be strong. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's just very true. They look really good so far. Because I think they won the day before. It was a two-game series. This was on Wednesday. I think they won the day before. I'm like, not sure. sure. But, yeah, I, I don't know. They're just, tough, you know. Because that would probably be a quad two win, if I had to guess, for the RPI. Yeah. Um, so that is a pretty big one. I mean, for Louisiana Tech, it's probably a quad one win, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for Louisiana Tech, it would def- definitely have a, 
some bigger impact to them. So I'm, and plus it's just like that, that those braggy rights. Whenever you're at like a, a good mid-major school, I guess, I don't even know, it's really easy in a tech and mid-major, but if you're, if you're at like a good school, like a good program that's a little bit smaller, it's always nice to beat like the big boys. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's always nice like when we beat Vanderbilt back in 17 and 18, you know, it's, it's always good for the program. So I think, yeah, it's tough. And it, it's tough as a player. Like, it's tough for if I was out there and being a competitor and, and you're up by one late in the game, I would, I'd probably throw a fit. Honestly. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Um, but what do we really expect, you know? I'd probably do the same thing if I was Ole Miss, to be honest. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take this W, but can't do that. Can't do that. That's selfish. And then, uh, <laughs> then we got the uh, the powder purples. What do we think about those powder purples from ECU? Love it, love it. Going to a school that I know that was like purple and gold. I mean, even though we were yellow, like purple, yeah. purple and gold. And I mean, you and I both know. I would have loved to. We've been asking for these powder purples <laughs> for for years. Never got them. Then we got to see our hearts break to ECU. Yeah, God. I'm glad someone did it though. Maybe it'll, yeah, it does look sick. See Matt Bragg is switching over to the powder purple anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think. But, I don't uh, think uh, Tennessee Tech. I don't think Ole Miss is going to be switching over to powder purple anytime soon either. So, <laughs> I think DC is probably clear on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think like Northwestern. You know, maybe they'll give a little splash in their season after their 0 and 10. But I mean, <laughs> they could they could go to they need, they need some good. But they have no good right now. I'm just like, <laughs> they got some other purples. They would. How are we going to get people at these games? <laughs> I mean, anyway, well, that would get some. That would get some talk there. I mean, you would definitely be like, it would like, get some talk. Baseball. It would get some talk. Would it get fans? Probably not. Nobody really wants to come watch. What are they? Are they? Is anyone going to go? Either I don't know. They're, I think they're. I think they're still zero and ten unless they lost in midweek in the past couple of days, and they'd be like zero and eleven. But I mean, who's gonna go? Really though, like, hate saying it, but I think they're zero and eleven. So I think they dropped in midweek to UIC. But um, <laughs> who's gonna really go to a Chicago midweek game in March right now? Like, no, not me. <laughs> I could be anybody. It could be twelve and zero, and no one's going to that game. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right you're probably right the game a lot of people were at this for this midweek was was tennessee boston college and, and yeah it was an unbelievable game and it comes down to the ninth tennessee's got a runner on third no outs got i mean you're you're pretty much in the middle of your lineup four hole i think yeah four hole denton's four hole he grounds out not good and then we had the fly ball of the outfield and the base runner doesn't immediately tag. He went, he went, and then came back and tagged, and then gets thrown out at home. Like, oh my gosh, that is horrendous base running. Like, what? Are yeah, think it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that I mean, we we've been seeing it though this entire this entire season. Like, there's been bad base running, and obviously that's going to happen in the beginning of the year. So it's gonna gonna smooth out over time but i think the ball was hit hard it was hit hard to the left fielder but and i get it you know that left fielder is still gonna have to make a good throw to home or he's gonna have to hit the cut and that cut's gonna have to make a good throw to home because honestly like when looking back at it the cut was pretty close to home and that cut turned yeah fired one and it was not a good throw to the cut no so they almost blew it it didn't help that the tennessee kid didn't even touch home plate like honestly yeah what are you doing review it yeah, even if you're gonna review that play, like you have to still go back and touch home plate. Like if you don't touch it in general and you just walk off the field, I think that's gonna be an L. Like I don't <laughs> no, no, no. I'll be crazy. But yeah, going taking first step and going home, it's like, dude, the ball's in the gap or the ball gets down, like that dude's not throwing you out at home. Mm-hmm. So you got time, like go back to the base, tag up and score. But I mean, you know, I think this is a great lead into Probably one of the best plays I've seen in the past five years on bad base running. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, Brock and I, you know, went to watch our alma mater play play Vanderbilt this past Tuesday. Um, 
Vanderbilt got the best of the alma mater. <laughs> yeah, Vanderbilt got the best of the Golden Eagles, but uh, probably one of the funniest things I've seen because I'm I've seen teams try this at, in high school, especially. Hmm. Now, honestly, I don't even remember seeing it in high school like be successful. Maybe once I've never uh, seen that play be successful before. No, but in college, still have never seen it in the five years I was playing. But this, so what happened with first and third? You know, the good old first and third righty on the mound does the fake pick the first turn and throw it to third. Vanderbilt dude, and he gets him makes the secondary for no reason. Out, out of third, like, and what? What wasn't there one out? There was one out. Yeah, there was one out third, or there might have been yeah. yeah. It was either one out there or no outs. I think there. Was I one can't out. imagine how Corbin was feeling right then. Like, how do you not just absolutely lose it on your dude right there? <laughs> like, That's like I where like, like someone like. I was been like me. I would have had a tough time. I would have been. Yeah, I would have had a tough yeah. time doing that because I don't see how, like how it works. You know, I'm sure in someone, especially in Corbin's situation, where he's seen way more college baseball games than we've seen. Yeah, and I'm sure that he's probably just like, how is this? How did this just happen? I, I mean, I, like, like, wow! If that happened in an SEC game, like Game Three Sunday, like seventh inning, two one game, they're down. I don't know how you can explain that to someone. Like if you're if you're the player, like you just, it's just awareness. I know it's bad. Oh. That's some bad. That's I, I bet the Vandy boys were doing some base running on. Well, I guess not even on Wednesday because they have the 17 inning. Oh my god, god. 17 inning game. What are we doing? That wasn't sad. Why? Well, uh, the the pitching staffs, pitching staffs in that 17 inning game because it was two one game. Yeah. Like, wow, that's impressive, especially beginning of the year. I think it's, I don't know what's more impressive, honestly. I mean, obviously you're going to go Evansville pitching staff to holding Vanderbilt to two runs, 17 innings. But obviously, like, Vanderbilt's hitting is kind of like their low part this year. But, I mean, the fact that Vanderbilt had to run out guys for a midweek, the week, the game, the day before. And we saw they did throw, like, two guys. I mean, they threw, like, six guys. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to have the depth, I mean, I guess... Yeah, it, it, they're playing a mid major, but I mean, Evansville is a solid program. I mean, they, yeah, they were they had high expectations going into this year in the Missouri Valley Conference, and to hold them to one run in seventeen, after you just threw six guys, and those arms were legit. Yeah, Tuesday. like they they threw a kid that was their Sunday starter, and I, uh, well, two weeks ago. I mean, it either probably got hurt, but he, I mean, he still threw that game. Their starter was what ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, so. They obviously have dudes to be able to throw that long in a Wednesday midweek game and don't really hold a team to one run. That's in, that's incredible. Yeah, and I mean, you look at their past three games. I mean, they got the, the no-hitter on Sunday, 15 punch-outs against Tech on Tuesday, and then I think they ended up with 24 punch-outs and one run in like 17 innings last night. So I think Vanderbilt's pitching staff sealed pretty confident right now. Yeah, if you're a Vanderbilt fan, I, w I wouldn't worry about your pitching staff. It's more no. about the hitting side. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, uh, shout out Colt Taylor for the, I guess, one of the 15 pick, is that what we called it? <laughs> I don't know. I was a bit of a Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever actually seen that done before. Uh, <laughs> so then uh, then we'll, we'll talk about Show a little mid-major love. We'll go Florida Gulf Coast. Talk about the the season they've had so far. Love it. Love Florida Gulf Coast. I mean, I I had them at I think I had them at number one in the in the preseason rankings. They they're they're a great program. They they returned a lot of a lot of players from the the year before. Um, just the fact that they were they were able to you know kind of like run through Hofstra, who Hofstra, in my opinion. They've started off the year slow in the Colonial, but Hofstra's not a bad program. They're going to shock some people when they get into conference play. I think they'll do just fine, probably finish mid-upper uh, tier in that conference, but they swept them at home first week of the year. They they lost to Indiana State by one in a the midweek. They swept UMass Lowell, who the week before got their butts kicked by South Carolina, but they took care of business there and then you know went to Florida State and won the first two, and almost had a chance to sweep. So I think it's 
a great start to uh, your year. And, I mean, if there's any indications on this, I mean, I think that the A's done, again, a very talented conference. They did, yeah. But I think they might have taken, you know, over Liberty as the team to beat in that conference. And, yeah, um, I'd say so. They're, they're a good team. I think they're going to be able to hold their own against anyone this year. From from yeah. what I've seen, their their hitting's good and their pitching's good, so can beat anyone. And uh, I think really from what we've seen in the A side, I think it's really going to be Fargo of Coast Lipscomb, and I think those two. Yeah, I mean Liberty's also also obviously going to be really good. They got Horn on Friday, so they're probably not going to lose a lot there. But yeah, once you get his pitch count up and you know, yeah. they just kind of study it to the just go away in the bullpen against Liberty. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Liberty's doing doing all right this year. I think it's again it's it's out of conference play, so we're gonna see a little bit more once we get in conference and the pitch counts get a little bit deeper. So yeah, we'll see what their pitching staff's made of because I I think their bullpen was was kind of shaky. So yeah, I agree. We'll see, but I agree. yeah, Florida Gulf Coast looks really really good. Hitting looks good. Pitching looks good. Like you were saying. I mean, we knew they were yeah. good, but I mean, going to Florida State and beating them. First two games, like no question about it. That's that's a pretty big deal, no matter no matter what type of team Florida State is this year. Yeah, proud proud of the boys down at the coast. <laughs> All right, now we got a new segment. We're gonna talk. We're both gonna pick two teams. Well, now we got a new segment. We have the fraud alert segment. Me and Connor are both gonna pick two teams and talk about them, which uh, we think of have played well or like look decent so far that we think are frauds, like not going to be great. Not going to give you what you need down the line. Uh, I'll, I'll allow you to, to go first, Connor. Yeah. So this is honestly a team that I wouldn't necessarily say has been playing great. Um, currently, I think their record kind of, you know, says that they're a little bit better than what I think they are. But if you look at like their schedule and who they played and, and kind of the scores of those games, it might, kind of paint a different picture, and I think that's North Carolina. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed with them this year. Uh, they definitely had get high hopes. You have Vance Honeycutt as your, as your main guy, but I think they've struggled to start off the year a little bit. They're 10-3, and three, so you, again, on paper, you're going to look at it and say, okay, you know, that's not, not too bad, but I think if you look at the scores of of their games and who they played. Like, they, they played at ECU. Uh, the second game got rained out, but they lost both games by one. So, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're losing to ECU, who's like a borderline top 10 team in the country by a combined two runs on the weekend, I guess that's not too bad. But you're yeah. North Carolina. You're supposed to be high up there. I think, what, they were like a preseason top 10 team. So, <laughs> and Sunday, oh, they, Sunday was at home in that series. Oh, yeah, it was. It was, yeah. Um, but you know, losing a game to Seton Hall, who Seton Hall is not a a great um, Big East team, and to have another close game against them was a little concerning to me. Now they're taking care of business on the midweeks, but I mean, honestly, whenever you're playing uh, like mid majors and in midweeks and you're a power five, like your arms should be able to kind of take care of mm-hmm. of those uh, mid major schools. But so they're doing well in midweeks. Their their weekend series. I'm kind of kind of worried about them because they even they played Stony Brook this last week and it was first two games were three two seven five and um, Stony Brook's struggling this year again I think they're going to be a, a decent team in their comp yeah. but they're struggling to start off the year so just having those close games against you know average mid major programs is is a little little concerning to me right away I think mm. I think they're going to be a fraud this year uh, and by fraud I mean I don't. It's not like I don't think they're going to be a top twenty-five team at the end of the year, but everyone had really high hopes for them. So I think fraud meaning like you know, borderline top twenty-five at the end of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with you right there. I think they definitely have the talent to be good, which will be my only thing that I I wouldn't worry with UNC. But yeah, I agree. Even after watching the watching the ECU series, I was like, this does not look like as good of a. UNC team who's in the past so my fraud is going to be the Auburn Tigers I think just like watching them 
Their pitching isn't great. They don't have a real stud. And their hitting is a lot of guys that are not big hit guys. Like, they're just kind of dink, dink, dink. We'll have one bomb randomly. But overall, I don't think they are that talented, to be honest with you. Like, I think talent-wise, watching them, their arms are not great. Hitters. I've seen a lot of mid-major teams that have a better lineup than this. Like, I think the Auburn Tigers are the definition of a fraud. Because, <laughs> like, if, if you look at their their first series against uh, Indiana, they lose the Sunday game, and Indiana's Sunday starter, Lee Gee's moved to Saturday now, is probably their best starter. He's, he's like, 91-93, and um, they didn't do anything against him. Um, North Al beat North Al. Uh, USC series was was decent. I mean, they tied the Sunday game because USC had to get on the road, but it was a pretty even series. And USC is not great; like they're not garnering any attention right now. Been five three, low average. Yeah, low end. Then back ten. Yeah, and then I thought Lipscomb played them really, really well, and uh, like twelve eleven Saturday, four three Sunday, seven three Friday. I thought Lipscomb should have won Saturday. And had a had a good chance to win Sunday. They just hit like Auburn just hit like a three run bomb. Which Lipscomb's good, but I think if you're Auburn and you're the you've been to the College World Series two times in the past five years, like I'd be expecting a little more, to be honest. Now I don't think that it's going to the College World Series has really helped their recruiting that much either. Because you don't see many big Auburn recruits like I don't think they have the talent. I don't think they have the facilities to to kind of get done what they need to get done. I think that's what makes them fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, they do have two guys that are hitting like 500 right now. Back, yeah, back in their lineup. They're still so. Dink and Duncan. They'll fall. We're not, yeah, I think the facilities, though, is a, is a big thing. I, I, aren't, aren't they doing renovations to it, though? I would assume so. You have to. I think they are. I think I saw that. Honestly, that park kind of sucks. Like, as far as SEC parks go, like, it's probably one of my least favorite, you know? Um, yeah. I don't think they have very much room, though, to work with. Yeah, I don't know. Never been there. Nearby. <laughs> um, so next, we have a, a segment you really wanted to have on here. It's going to be the Battle of the Bad. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna single out two teams here. Um, the battle of the bad is single handedly focused on the Big Ten right now, and uh, there's two teams that are kind of fighting for this spot. It's uh, Northwestern and Minnesota. Now, no disrespect to either of those teams. I mean, think about it. Look, look at look look at North Northwestern. I think won a game at at Texas in 2018 when when they went to the College World Series, and uh, Minnesota when we were Minnesota, when we were like sophomores, was hosting like a super regional. Yeah. So, or they were hosting a regional at least, and so they're they're, you know, they they have room for improvement. As Brock talked about last week, you know, Northwestern has a little bit of uh, something going on up there, but maybe the maybe the uh, powder purples will help them. But Minnesota and them have been fight. If you look at the past two years, they've kind of been fighting for that last spot in the uh, Big Ten. And I think this year's ever more apparent. For that, um, yeah. Minnesota did kind of change her course. They had two midweek games this week. They won both of them. They did play Northern Illinois, who is not a great Mac school, and it was a close game. And then they beat South Dakota State yesterday, three to two. Now, <laughs> South Dakota State Summit. Yes, okay. they are the summit, but they're two and eleven sitting right now. I think they have a little bit of a leg up on Northwestern, who is like oh and ten. Yeah, I now, so. I'm really curious to see if these two teams play each other. But if they do, I think it's gonna be an electric series. I think uh, whoever loses that series is the winner of the battle of bad. But I do yeah. think both teams have room for improvement. Obviously, you know Minnesota can kind of get. I think they have an easier way to get out of that slump on. They're like the worst team in the Big Ten. 
because it seems like those two teams are a significant portion below even the the next to last place team in the uh, Big Ten, and uh, we all know it's the Big Ten. Like the depth yeah. in that conference isn't isn't incredible. So for for the uh, third worst team to have a big gap on the two worst teams is pretty incredible in my mind. Now Minnesota has more of a a chance to get out of that than Northwestern does. Obviously, when you have two coaches and one of them's a volunteer assistant. Um, yeah. In like the third week of the season, it's not going to help you out. And you're the 0-11. So I'm sure they're working through some stuff right now at that program. I, I wish them the best of luck because we've been there. And um, yeah. it, it, it's tough. But I'm I'm really, really anxious to see those two teams play each other. I, I'm shocked at Minnesota, to be honest. Their facilities are like, class act like i know i know you haven't been up to minnesota yeah i've seen them and their baseball field's incredible their indoor facilities are incredible they play some games at the bank yeah. so i just think it's tough to get kids to go to minnesota because all those kids that from minnesota want to go down yeah, south they want to go down south have good weather all year i mean it's it's probably pretty tough to recruit up there but normally you know when you have a little competition to to get out of last place it's normally like competition going up but i think in this one we're seeing it go down it's literally like the South Park episode where they're just trying to lose the whole time and Randy the dad is fighting all the other parents. I would assume that's kind of how it's going for them. It seems like they are trying to lose almost. Obviously they're not. Like obviously they're not, but it just feels like a little South Park episode right now. Yeah, and, and the fact that Minnesota just held that tournament there this past weekend was just, uh, I mean, that's tough. You have to play Hawaii, who's a who's a good big West team this year. Yeah. Like Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. I actually think they held their own more than I thought they would. They, they really did. I mean, sure, they might have gotten no hit on Sunday. Who's who's even checking? I mean, but but they, score-wise, they held their own. And so maybe that's a sign that they're on the come up. I mean, but getting swept to St. Louis is tough at the beginning yeah. of the year. And, I mean, obviously we know what's going on with Northwestern. They went down to, well, I think they played Louisiana Tech this weekend. Like, that wasn't going to go. Yeah. Well, I know. I never said no. Yeah. Well, turns out 0 11. 0 11 now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Goodness. Um, yeah, it's bad. And that's the battle of the bad. <laughs> Next, we uh, we have something you would, you had thought of the uh, would you rather? Yeah. Yeah. What, so actually, what is, so you want, you want to propose a question and we'll take a would you rather like follow law stance on each one? Yeah, so I I think I think I'm gonna go with this one to to start it off. I'm not gonna go with the controversial one. I was actually talking to one of our buddies yesterday, and uh, him and I had different conflicting views on it. But um, I'm gonna start off with a different one, saying and this is gonna be a mid major versus like power five question. Where would you rather go to a mid major program that you know you're gonna win your conference tournament? Let's say two out of the three or four years that you're there, or would you rather go to a Power 5 school that you only have a 10% chance at winning your conference, or not even 10% chance at winning your conference, 10% chance of even playing in the NCAA tournament over the course that you're there within three or four years you're there? Which would you rather do? Obviously, at the Power 5, we're going to, you know, we're going to kind of set the standard of, like, you know, you're going to have better facilities, better gear, you're going to have, you know... I don't know, more luxurious travel. You're going to be playing at bet, like bigger places. But at the mid-major school, you know, you have that sense of like, hey, you're going to win at least two years that you're there. You know, I've always been about been about winning. I'm going to go mid-major. What? Yeah. I just yeah. feel like I'm a mid-major guy at heart, so I got, I got to stick there. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, obviously, when I'm talking to someone who transferred from a bigger school that has a history of winning, so I'm not, you know, hitting the the not hitting the pedestal. I'm hitting the losing part, not winning. Yeah, I'm not hitting the losing part. But you know, going from a big school to a mid-major school, I I definitely would would choose a mid-major just because it's just like the atmosphere. Whenever you get into an NCAA tournament, I think that's really what you live for. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what's really fueling us and just trying to get into the, the NCAA tournaments 
big. It's always the dog pile at the end of the year that you're looking yeah. to that, you know, the memories that you create. And I think that's just so much more important to me than like a piece of gear or yeah, facility. Um, so that's why I'm going to go with that. I think now we can, since that one was kind of an agreement on that, <laughs> we can go on more of a controversial edge or tech question here where, where I'm going to ask you, would you rather go to a school where, again, this is a winning question, but so let's just even do the same percentages. Would you rather go to a school that you would make the NCAA tournament and have a chance to win an NCAA tournament? Like you'd go to the NCAA tournament and you have a chance to win the NCAA tournament, but you'll make it at least two of the three or four years that you're there, but you'll get drafted. I'm not even going to say 10 down. I'm going to say like 15 down. So 15th round or later. Or would you rather go to a school where same situation, 10% chance of making the NCAA tournament, but you're going to be a first or second rounder? Now, I think this is controversial because it's tough for me. I think it's and I think it's going to be tough. tough for you too. Um, because obviously, if you're going to a school that you're going to be in the NCAA tournament for two out of the like two out of three or four years that you're there, that's not an incredible amount of time. Yeah. And I said you'll have like a you'll have a decent chance at winning um, an, an NCAA tournament, like the one like oh, I have a decent. Thing. Oh, a, a decent chance. chance. Not, not, not. Like, like, what are we talking? Percentage wise, thirty, twenty-five percent chance. Thirty-three. Thirty. Oh yeah, I'm taking that one easily. Thirty-three percent chance that you're gonna win an NCAA tournament. Not when you're there, like the one year that you make, or one of the two years that you make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, let's just say you're pretty much like on like Ole Miss or something. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's say you're on Ole Miss. Like, you're on Ole Miss, and you have like, let's just say, a 33% chance at winning an NCAA tournament the one year, one of the years that you're in it. But you'll be like a 17th round pick. Or would you rather go to a school like Boston College, but you're going to be a first or second round pick? I'm taking the championship, baby. <laughs> I know the money. Uh, that uh, it's probably just me being dumb, to be honest. But uh. I'm gonna stand my ground. Yeah, I'll take the championship. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna just to cause some, you know, argument here. The championship does sound nice, and like looking back at like my college career, like obviously I would choose the championship because you know I'm not, I wasn't drafted, so you know I'm I'm here right now. But and winning would have meant so much to me. But I think, especially me coming out of high school, 100 would have chose like Boston College. Maybe that's just a knock on me choosing a program <laughs> or something like that. Maybe that's yeah. not what like a coach would want to hear, but out of high school, I probably would have chosen like the Boston college. If I would have known that I got drafted in the first two rounds. Cause honestly, like what kid's dream is it to say, I'm going to put an NC. Hey, I've been, you're still getting drafted. That's the thing. like, you're still getting yeah, exactly. drafted 16th round. You're just exactly. not like the guy. I don't need to be the guy, you know. I just want to yeah help my team. I want to get a nice big ring to wear. Uh, a chance, a chance to get a ring. Bobby will probably get a ring. And I probably get a ring. Look at it that way. Yeah, we're we're yeah. gonna win the uh, conference tournaments. We'll get a ring. But um, yeah, I think that I would I would take the the win in the uh, college world series because I'm still getting drafted. Who cares? You know, yeah, it was millions of dollars, millions of dollars. I get it, but who needs millions? You know, I'll take my five thousand dollars signing bonus. I'll play six years in in high A, or five play five years in high A, and then I'm gonna go get a get a normal job. How does that sound? Sounds like every kid's dream. Then I'm gonna go be the bench coach for the uh, for the uh, Fort Lauderdale whatever their team is, and I'm going to live my life down there, travel all across the country. Um, hopefully, got a girlfriend right now, so maybe we can make that work eventually down the line. But, yeah, looking towards 40 to 50 years of being in professional baseball, so can't beat that. Oh, <clears throat> no, not at all. 
But hey, I mean, if you're that second rounder, you might do well in like four years. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want the fame. I don't want the notoriety. Hey, you know, what, you know what's even cooler than winning a World Series? Winning a College World Series. Damn straight. I mean, actually, it would be kind of cool, but not, not cooler than the World Series. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be tough. Probably not cool in the World Series. It is what it is. Um, but also, in this one, you rather, I didn't say you'd make it. I just said you'd be a first or second. Yeah, exactly. I don't have the work ethic to make it to the MLB. Can you tell me you'll go look out all the time? I'm 150 pounds. What do you think? <laughs> oh, man. That's good, though. Um, okay, we should probably get to our picks for this weekend. All right, so the matchups we got. First one we're going to talk about, I mean, Virginia versus UNC. Go. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm probably one of the highest people on Virginia right now. Um, yeah. I don't know why, like, Z1s, they're, they're playing really well, like, really, really well. I'm very happy with how they're playing. Um, I, I think this is kind of like, obviously, UNC is my, my fraud alert team, but... I do think this is a big series for both of them, kind of, because I think it, you know, in some sense, if you're, Virginia, if you're the guys on Virginia's team, you might be thinking to yourself, hey, we should be, we should have more notoriety than we have right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is one way to prove it by beating UNC in a series. And I think on the other hand, you know, you look at UNC and they're thinking, oh, we've kind of, you know, we're 10 and three, you know, there's obviously improvement. And, you know, this is the opportunity for us to, show everyone that we're actually pretty good. So I'm really excited for this matchup, I think. I think Virginia, in my opinion, is going to pull it out, but I don't know. I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, I think it'll be really good. I agree with you. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to go Virginia as well. I think they're they're playing really well. I know. we. I think at the beginning of the year, we were putting all the uh, kind of conference previews together. We were kind of questioning Kyle Teal. Like, we were on the edge about if he was going to be like a top 10 returner. I think you show him that uh, he is 100%. And so I think him and the, him and the boys at Virginia are going to take this weekend. Yeah. Uh, then, we, then we got San Diego and TCU. <laughs> I picked on TCU. Just because of the last five behind <laughs> San Diego's that. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. San Diego was looking good to start it, but now they are not looking as good. So I'm going to go TCU as well. Probably. They're just having a hiccup. Probably pretty handily, I mean, if I had to guess. TCU? Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I mean, hey, TC, the Big 12, in my opinion, is notorious for having close weekend series against inferior opponents. Yeah, that's true. And so, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think it'll be, I think it'll be closer than you think, but I do think TCU yeah. will, will win that pretty easily. Yeah, I'm with you there. TCU. All right, then we got uh we got La Tech, Arkansas, which is probably the series I'm most excited about for this weekend. Yeah, I mean after we talked about with um Louisiana Tech in their in their midweek game, I mm-hmm. think um that's that's gonna be an interesting one. Now, I will say something about Arkansas, and I talked to you about this earlier, that they do this every single year, and I have. No idea why they did it. I mean, they're set that 10 and 2 right now, but they lost a game to EIU. And, you know, you and I had our fair share against EIU. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I did not do well against them last year, but it's EIU and, yeah. and they lost. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of skeptical. Like, in the, if this was SEC play, 100% would I go out there and pick. Arkansas, I'd say that's going to be a sweep because they seem to do it every year. They'll yeah. drop a game or maybe even drop a series to someone who you're like, that team's not great, even though Louisiana Tech is a good program. But, uh-huh. you know, someone that's not Arkansas or SEC, like cap caliber or like, you know, top 25 team. And you'll be like, okay, what's wrong with Arkansas this year? And they get into their SEC play and then they dominate. It happens yeah. every single year, so it's like the only thing that's like keeping me from like not saying Arkansas sweep. Yeah, but I do think Arkansas will win just because, just because I think Louisiana Tech has not the best Sunday pitching. Yeah. Um, if you look at their third game in a, every single series, they've let up a decent amount of runs. 
And I think that's going to end up biting them in the butt, especially when like you're playing Arkansas. So I'm thinking Arkansas will take that, but you never know. They might drop a game. Man, now, uh, yeah, I think I'm probably going to have to go Arkansas as well. Kind of for the same reason. Especially that's especially when you said about the, the Sunday starter for Louisiana Tech, that kind of kind of sealed it sealed the deal for me uh yeah now i i don't know if the sunday starter is bad but i just know that they let up a bunch of runs on like yeah sunday game. well i'm sure their pen's not as deep either so it's it is what it is then um then we got oral roberts versus dallas baptist which we are very excited about i uh i am i'm gonna have to go with oral roberts on this one just because we keep keep putting them on there and they just keep winning and I guess that's just what they do. Uh, I think they're probably not as talented. I'm going to go Oral Roberts again, just because I think they're they're like we we're saying earlier, they're a gritty team who gets it done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what I want to believe with Dallas Baptist. I mean, like they got they're not they're not playing well. I mean, I think they they beat Grambling last night, but they were on like a five game losing streak mm-hmm. before that, or like a four four five game losing streak. They start off the year really 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 well, and then they. Uh, Went on like a four or five game losing streak. Lost to Baylor on Tuesday in like twelve. Really upsetting. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Oral Roberts has dropped a, a series of Stephen F. Austin, so I think this one's gonna be a, a tight one. Yeah, I think both these teams, like these are the epitome of like, in my opinion, they're so similar. Yeah. Different teams. Like they're you know, they're in that like Texas, Oklahoma area. Like they're both like the same type of invaders have historical, like they can win. Like they historically, mm-hmm. they both win. Um, they both are going to have good pitching. Yeah, they both can like. Obviously, their hitting's not going to be smash mouth like hit it all over the park. But I mean, they can still swing it. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a close one. Ooh, I don't even know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Dallas Baptist. That's fair. I mean, you got. I feel like. Uh... Dallas Baptist, kind of the white collar team in this, and, and Oral Roberts, kind of the blue collar team in this. So that's Have you seen kind of Oral Roberts stadiums? No. I mean, it's not like incredible. It's, it's kind of old, but I mean, they got a lot of seats. Hmm. It's definitely not blue collar over there. Shouldn't be too blue collar if you've won, if you've won 20 of the last 22 uh, conference tournaments, I guess. <laughs> and then, um, so for our last. Our last uh, matchup of the week, we have Iowa versus Texas Tech. I know you're big on Iowa. So tell, me, tell me more about that. Yeah, I mean, Brody Brecht up to like 101, looking yeah. good. I mean, the fact that they beat, I mean, they have they have two high-quality starters. I mean, they had our Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. That's not Brody Brecht. Hmm. But um, the fact that they have two really good quality starters, I think it, Helps a ton. Um, now they they beat LSU on a in a Saturday game, not a Friday game, but they beat them on a Saturday game because who's beating schemes? No one. No. But um, but yeah, I mean they still beat LSU, which that's a marquee win. I mean, yeah, it's LSU. LSU this year is incredible. But yeah. um, Texas Tech's quietly, and I repeat, quietly, has had a really good year so far. So I, I think um. This matchup's going to be really good. I think Iowa's probably right now my favorite in the uh, Big Ten. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I want to be a believer of Iowa because you know I like the mid, the Midwestern, you know, underdog here. So I'm gonna go Iowa. I'm gonna go something crazy. I'm saying Iowa over Texas Tech, even though I think this series is going to be a really good series that people just don't know. Yeah, I I agree. I'm I'm actually gonna go after last week. Texas Tech did not have a great week. I think they went like three and three and two, which just dropped them out of the D1 uh, baseball's top twenty five. And I think they're probably gonna have some brutal chip on their shoulder this weekend. I, I picked based on the where I think the locker room is at for each of these games, for most of the part. Talent has a little bit to do with it, obviously, but I think Texas Tech's locker room is gonna want to be. Come back showing, hey, we got it before they have to go into conference play. Yeah. All right. So, rapid fire UCLA or Oregon? UCLA. 
Yeah. Who you got? After, after Oregon got swept maybe a couple yeah. weeks ago, I, I'm going to go with uh, UCLA. Yeah, I like that. I know. I had, we have six games on here. I just thought that was kind of the least interesting one. I mean, but, the rapid fire pick's fine. Yeah, Robert, we should probably just do rapid fire from now on. Um, But <laughs> I liked it. Um, I think it's been a good week. Of course, we had the... Talk about everything again. We have the floor Miami, unbelievable series, intense. Same with South Carolina Clemson, Tennessee Boston College. Tennessee showing again they have really bad base running skills, at least early in the year. Uh, that was really bad. La Tech Ole Miss. Ole Miss is soft. I mean, like, I just don't know what, what else you want La Tech to do there. They did everything they could. Um, powder purples, sweet. Florida Gulf Coast, nasty. Um, fraud alert, Auburn, fraud, no pitching. Um, Battle of the Bad, Northwestern Minnesota. We think Northwestern's worst. We think they're the worst. Um, which rather, I would rather win than money, I guess. Now thinking about it, when I say it like that, not a great decision. Um, <laughs> and then picks, I think, I think we crossed picks on my side, at least. I don't know about yours. Um, but yeah, I feel really good about it. <laughs> I feel good about it. Dude, you know who is actually, I'm telling you, I hate saying it, but they're not that bad this year, is Ohio State. Really? I hate saying it. Have they played anybody? Yeah, they played like a, I mean, they played in that tournament in Frisco, and they beat Mississippi State. They lost to Cal, and they beat someone else, and then, and then they went to Grand Canyon, and they played Grand Canyon, and, oh, God, who was the other school? Or Grand Canyon getting Zag up, and they went one and three, but they lost like three close ones. That's not terrible. So I don't think they're going to be that bad this year. But yeah, they might not be saying that. Yeah, that's the Big Ten. The Big Ten rankings, dude. Like I thought Michigan's good, but like Michigan's, it's it's almost like Michigan's like a bipolar team. Yeah, I agree. Like they went up. Their record's not good, but it's like they could beat some good teams, and then. They lose some teams that you're just like, these teams are okay, but like, not great. Yeah, I don't know. I like how the fraud Orthridge. I liked how in the fraud alert, like, easy easy opportunity would have been um, Mississippi State. They've been playing so bad that it like wasn't even a thought, you know, for us. You can't even put Mississippi State like they're not even like a fraud because nobody thinks they're good right now. Should put Southern Miss. <laughs> Stewart, like, dude, like, I don't know what's going on with that team right now. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll we'll see you back again next week. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. We love doing this. We love some support. Thank you, guys. See you next week.